Credit Card, brought to you by Bank of Ireland in partnership with Aer Lingus. Whether you're buying your weekly basics or splurging on a special gift, with Air Credit Card, you'll collect Avios and unlock even more rewards. The only credit card in Ireland that gives you travel rewards as you spend. Sign up now by searching Bank of Ireland Air Credit Card and go from tap to takeoff. Bank of Ireland, begin. Over 18s only. Acceptance criteria, lending criteria, terms and conditions apply. Subject to a monthly fee of €7.99 and annual government stamp duty of €30. Euro. Bank of Ireland is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Afternoon, Mairead, and you bring good news from Japan. Oh, yes, indeed. Well, I'm always trying to bring good news, Sean. That's my modus operandi. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, no, it's uh, just um, uh, we, we've got news today that uh, the Japanese market is going to see Irish steak on the menu for the very first time for thousands of customers in the country. And um, it's the first time it's happened. And it's a restaurant chain called Nageshi. And it'll be showcasing Irish ribeye beef on their menu from this Friday, the day after tomorrow, up until Christmas Day. And these these are a big outlet. They have about 40 outlets around Tokyo, and they serve about 100,000 customers per week. So it's a really great market opportunity for Irish beef. They already know us because they're our biggest market for beef tongue, which is a delicacy in Japan. And, um, and the market in Japan, just across the board, has risen from about 9.5 million exported in 2019 to well over 15 and a half million in 2020. So it's a growing market and um, and an important market for for Irish food and drink, um, where the sales were was up uh, 146 million or up 12 percent year on year. So, you know, it's important that we keep getting these extra markets and, and having a choice and selling at a premium product at a premium price. And uh, and this is a is a breakthrough, particularly on the Jap- Japanese market. Um, and uh, hopefully now it'll work and it'll lead to further orders. Yeah, I'm surprised now that, that we weren't selling beef there already. We did sell, but not not necessarily straight into food service and um, and a high end restaurant where they're showcasing Irish beef. You know, you know, it's it's the way the market or this particular project is being run, I suppose, that really makes a difference. It's it's going to be showcased. There'll be lots of events around it. And, um, you know, it, it's it's right up from now until Christmas Day. Right. OK. And then I suppose what after Christmas Day, then they'll decide whether they want to keep it going or not, I suppose. Well, hopefully, you know, I mean, and, and they're considered the company is considered an early adapter when it comes to market trends. And um, if they like it and their customers like it, who knows where else it'll go. Okay. But it's to get the foot in the door and uh, so well done to all involved. Uh, Indeed. Uh, And I understand now one of your dogs is a bit vexed. (laughs) Yeah, we've two dogs, Sean, and they're outdoor dogs. They never come into the house. Actually, they don't like coming near the house. But um, one of them has a kennel and in she goes into it and there's no problem with her. And the other one, Raj, our famous dog, um, he sleeps down in the shed with the sheep when they're in in the winter and um, he's got a lovely bed of straw and he's grand. But he's got developed this habit of sitting outside the kitchen window in the daylight, come hell or high water. It doesn't matter what the weather is like. So yesterday in the height of the storm, there he was sitting up, looking in the window, nearly being blown away by the winds. 
the, the rain hitting them so hard that it was, you know, nearly knocking them over. And after watching them going, you know, couldn't coax them to go anywhere except to stand outside the kitchen. I went out yesterday and I caught him by the collar and I dragged them into the back kitchen. And I'd laid down paper and uh, for to let the water soak into it. And then I got an old towel and I dried them off. And then what did I do? Only go off and heat some milk and a couple of sausages out of date. I cooked for him and I brought this out to him. And do you know what I got for my reward? What? A oh. set of teeth growling at me. And he's never done it in his life. And he's 11 years old now. And I just had visions of him kind of literally getting pneumonia and dying out in the yard. And and that's why I brought him in. But he won't look at me. <laughs> and, and every time he sees me now, he just growls and shows me a full set of teeth. So I don't know whether he'll, he'll, he'll get to like me again or what he's going to do, you know. Oh, God. But, um, but he did not want to come in. And, and he would have stayed at that window. And to say he was a, just a sop of water now would be an understatement. So if any of your um, listeners have any advice on how to get back in his good books, I'd be delighted to hear. Uh, but he's 11, you say? He's 11 years. Yeah, he's coming on 11. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's old. And that was one of the reasons yeah. why I want. He's not like the young dog that, you you know, you could withstand that kind of treatment. But like he was out there at like eight o'clock yesterday morning, nine o'clock, ten o'clock. It was about four. No, about three o'clock in the afternoon when I. I just said, I can't take this anymore. Yeah. I can't be looking out. Every time I look out of the window, there he is looking in. And I just caught him by the collar and gave no, let him just pull them the whole way in. And he resisted the whole way. And um, and then put out the, you know, dried them off with the, with the towel and let him see, seep into the, the newspapers and then give him hot milk and all. And for my, my efforts, I get a full set of teeth and a hard growl. I wonder, is he a bit confused? Well, I don't know, but I mean, he, he I, I don't know how he kept going because the storm yesterday afternoon was very serious. You know, it was very heavy and um, and it would come in, in gusts like, as you know, everybody across the country knows the way yeah. the storm worked. Um, you know, you get these very heavy gusts and um, and then it might calm down for a couple of minutes. But um, it was uh, anyway, me and Roger are not in good terms. And <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel really now um you know, what could, what should I have done? Should I have left him just sit in the rain for the rest of the day until it got dark? No. Or, you know, what should I have done for him? And uh, because uh, there was no way he liked being brought into the kitchen anyway. Okay. Well, the poor fella. I yeah, I know. I, yeah. I know getting growled poor, at is, is no, poor. it's not really, but poor you too. But, uh, poor me, exactly. Yeah. But it's just that if it, like if he was in the habit of sleeping, uh, you know, on the straw and, and then suddenly yeah, he stops he doing that. Down. Yeah, no he, he, no, he just wouldn't go down in the daylight. He does that at night in the dark. Mm. But in the daylight, as long as there's daylight here, summer or winter, he sits just outside the kitchen window if we're hereabouts and he knows we're here. If we're not here, he'll go down to the shed. But if he knows we're about... He won't leave the kitchen window. And uh, and that's the problem with him yesterday. We could get him to go nowhere. And then after the finish, I said, listen, you're coming into the kitchen, whether you like it or not. I'm not having you die here in front of my eyes. And um, so anyway, he didn't like it and he doesn't like me anymore. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're going to have to make up, you know. So, um, so it'll be interesting to see now what happens. But all today now, he's just bared the teeth to me and given a growl at me. And he hasn't forgiven me yet. Yeah. So there you go. That's what you get. <laughs> uh, the well, once yeah, I mean, I kind of wondered this myself. Now, obviously, with on the basis of no qualifications, someone suggested dogs do get dementia. 
Yeah, uh, perhaps that's what it is. Uh, uh, I, yeah, but he didn't have dementia like the day before, you know. Right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, well, he, he, as soon as he sees you coming to the window, you know, he wags his tail and he's delighted and he knows you're coming out and, you know, you're going to do something down the yard, you're going to walk up the avenue. And, and like, this is a dog now that waits for us on the avenue. If he thinks we're going out for a half a day or in a couple of hours for the shopping, he'll wait on, on, the, on the avenue and uh, halfway up it and just wait for to welcome us home. Yeah. You know, he's the most welcoming dog and the most loving dog that you could imagine. But he did not take to being brought in by force yesterday. And we did it out, well, I did it out of the goodness of my heart because I didn't want to see him getting pneumonia or getting sick. And um, anyway, that's what I go and get for my reward, you know, a full set of teeth <laughs> and a big growl. And every, every time I went near him, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he hasn't. He's calmed down a small bit this morning, but he's still giving me the full set of teeth and uh, and um, and a heavy growl. Okay, that's not great. Uh, right. Uh, well, 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 we'll move on from that. Though somebody has texted in to say they saw a picture of uh, someone uh, bringing their dog into the back garden in the height of the storm, but using an umbrella so they could go to the toilet and uh, and do their business there. Uh, now there is a uh, there's the board beer report on on eating out. Well, not much to report on. I would have thought. <laughs> well, no, uh, it's interesting, though. Um, they put every year Borbia, which is the food marketing body for, for the country. They produce this Irish food service, food service market insights report. And food service is the food that we eat out, not the food that we eat at home. It's when we go mm. and we order in a takeaway or we go out to a restaurant or have a cup of coffee or a takeaway coffee or anything like that. So it gives a good idea of the trends when it comes to, you know, food eaten out of the home. And um, it's a it's a very big market, which guess how much money we spend on eating out of the home. Well, anyway, in, in this year, they're, they're estimating for the full year, it'll be 5.15 billion euro. Crikey. Billion. Right. It's a hell of a lot of money. And it's up about 14.5% on last year, which, you know, it sounds great, you know, pandemic and all the rest of it. But the thing is that it's down 41% on pre-pandemic pandemic turnover levels. So that's a fairly massive, you know, decline really in the eaten out market. And um, and it shows then that uh, that when it comes to consumers, three out of every four adults, 73% of us, say we're missing eating out in the pubs, restaurants and the cafes because of COVID. And it's the social aspect, not the food that people are missing. So, which I found like everybody must be great cooks at home and great chefs, but they're not missing the food. They're missing the social end of it. Mm. And they're missing eating out even more than they are if you were shopping for leisure. So the window shop, the Saturday spent or the Sunday spent in the in the big shopping mall. No, we're missing our, our eating out more than we're missing that. We're missing um, our eating out more than concerts and sports and live events and more than spending time with colleagues. So um, so it's, it's top of the list when it comes to the things that we're missing because of COVID restrictions. Yeah. And one of the things it also found is that um, there's still a, a bit of caution around eating out and especially with the older age groups. Um, and despite all the safety measures that have been put in place, six out of every 10 diners are somewhat nervous about eating out. And um, and naturally enough, then, um, 71% of people said they preferred eating out to taking a, a, a order and a takeaway. And again, like where we live here now, there's no such thing as ordering a takeaway. You have to cook the dinner or go out for it, one or the other. And, um, you know, you don't get the chance of a takeaway at all. Mm. And... Um, 
and it's especially the big take up group there in the um the takeaway market are young families and that's very understandable where you have maybe parents working young children and the last thing you face into is chopping onions you know uh, when you come home after a hard day work and the two kids are screaming so um it's um they're the big market growth market for the um takeaway sector and um so yeah but anyway it's to it's to keep um an eye on what's happening in the market but it's interesting i think that so many people are still cautious about going to a restaurant and it just shows again how sociable they are when that is the biggest thing that we miss through covid and the restrictions imposed on us yeah indeed well and and now going back to the climate change theme again um farms could you know farms obviously are going to have to diversify in the future one thing they could get into is uh, farming the sun well, that's it. Yeah, you know, like I, I don't think we've even kind of touched on um, what science, what science is going to do with farming in the next 10, 15, 20 years. I think, you know, we, we invented the tractor and the things to go behind it. And then all we really did very much after that was invent faster tractors and bigger tractors that could, you know, and more kind of complicated equipment that could go behind it. But the actual whole science of farming, I think, you know, there's going to be we're, we're going to be there's going to be so much possible in the next couple of years. It absolutely astound people. And um, one of the things is about the, um, the the solar panels and there's licenses now, I think, in the process or maybe they have been given out for basically solar farms to be to be built. And, you know, there could be a time where it would be cheaper or more effective for your income to be farming the sun. You wouldn't think of the day now, but mm-hmm. um, you'd be farming the sun rather than be farming livestock. And um, we have a, a 2030 renewable energy target. And to, to meet it, we'd need the equivalent of 10,000 acres of solar PV farms. And, um, you know, so it, it's something that could happen into the future. It won't all happen on farms. A lot of it will be on, you know, commercial rooftop panels and as well as the micro solar panels on domestic dwellings. But it's it's certainly something that farmers are getting interested in and looking at more than they did before. Um, I always remember, you know, that film with um, it's about the, the first um, circumnavigation of the moon. No, it was, it was a, basically the satellite system down in um, in Australia, way out in the yes, far yeah. corner of Australia. And I always remember the satellite and the sheep grazing underneath it. Um, and this is kind of thing that you're talking about, you know, that sheep could literally graze underneath the solar panels. So you'd have very sustainable farming and you'd be earning your income from farming the sun. Yeah. OK, that wouldn't be bad. Uh, and allied to that, uh, uh, cow burps. Um, obviously, yeah. a, a, a huge cause of methane. Uh, some progress yes. possibly on that. Well, there's progress in about, I mean, six or eight different areas when it comes to this. Like we all know that cows burping is causing a problem with methane. Now, I don't know the two signs, that much signs about it, but I know the methane is it, it doesn't last as long as the carbon hangs around. But anyway, it's one of the big problems and it's one of the calls behind or it's one of the reasons behind the call to reduce the national herd by 30 percent. But looks as if science is, you know, coming to the rescue. Well, not necessarily to the rescue, but it can certainly alleviate the situation. And um, scientists in Holland and nutritionists have come up with a feed additive that if you that can cut methane burps by cows by a massive 30 percent, 
which so happens to coincide with the 30% reduction in the national herd. So um, it's the, the EU's food watchdog, which is the EU Food Safety Authority, has said that the Dutch nutrition company DSM, um, and the product is called Bovar, is safe for dairy cows. So this is the EU Senate, the EU Food Safety Authority. Um, it wasn't asked to decide on other categories such as beef, but the product Bovar is already approved for dairy, beef, sheep and goats in Chile and Brazil. And it's just one of the products being developed at the moment to deal with the methane emissions. So having been approved by the EU Food Safety Authority, it's now going to the Commission who have to approve it again. And they think that, you know, the product could be uh, rolled out. Um, well, the, what they're doing would may take about six months. And then the next step would be to allow it to do some market development for the product. Yeah. So certainly it seems to be if it's got the go ahead from the EU Food Safety Authority, it's already got the, the go ahead in places like Chile and Brazil. Um, although I wouldn't hold them up, really. No, um, not, not particularly. We, no. Do, we do have to leave it there, uh, I'm afraid, Mairead. A lot of suggestions about the dog. We did get a text from Noel, uh, who's a dog behaviourist, and uh, he says he'll, if you'd like to, con- he'll con- we'll put you in contact with him, and he might, oh. you know, might put him on the couch and ask him uh, what his problems <laughs> are. Uh, Mairead, thanks a million as ever. Mairead Larry, there you are, listening to the Moncrief Show on Newstalk. Moncrief on Newstalk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Air Credit Card, brought to you by Bank of Ireland in partnership with Aer Lingus. Whether you're buying your weekly basics or splurging on a special gift, with Air Credit Card, you'll collect Avios and unlock even more rewards. The only credit card in Ireland that gives you travel rewards as you spend. Sign up now by searching Bank of Ireland Air Credit Card and go from tap to takeoff. Bank of Ireland, begin. Over 18s only. Acceptance criteria, lending criteria, terms and conditions apply. Subject to a monthly fee of €7.99 and annual government stamp duty of €30. Euro. Bank of Ireland is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.